Hello, welcome back to the second episode of Switched. So how are you doing today? Um, been better. Why is that? What went wrong last game? Just continue to lose, innit? Um, I don't know. The manager's senile. Players are awful. Like, I don't understand why, like, Curtis Jones and, like, all those players. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't really get it. I mean, I get, unless he's resting them for Arsenal, but, like, you have to win every game, so you can't really do that. And especially, like, out of all games to rest players, yeah, like Chelsea. a deflated Chelsea team yeah. with a manager who's never picked a team before. Like, the most beatable, like, it's about as beatable as Chelsea have ever been. Mm. And he's just, I don't know why, he's completely thrown everyone to Simicass, Gomez. See, Van Dijk was in ill and stuff, but... Do you think Curtis Jones was in there just to have a bit more stability? Because I saw, as the game started last year, the best passing accuracy out of any player in Liverpool, funny enough. Um, ball retention, yeah, do you I think guess, it's, but... Or do you think it's just purely just the same? I think, it's, I think it's just like, who else is there to play? Like, he didn't want to see Elliot wasn't even in the squad for non-illness or injury-related issues, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And it was his birthday, so... So that was whatever that was. Um, Henderson and Fabinho are still just always there and always terrible. Um, see, Thiago's not fit, so I think it was just no one else to choose. Just chose mm. him, kept the ball well, I guess, but he just doesn't really do anything. Henderson was bad. Yeah, he always is. Like, I, don't think he made, I, don't, I don't think he made a tackle, so... And the thing is, the commentators, like, praise him as well. But when him, he does one thing right, they'll probably praise him, but like, oh, yeah, typical... But like yeah, I've never seen someone so consistently praised for anything but their footballing ability as a footballer. No one ever talks about him doing anything well on the pitch other than shouting at people, which is quite worrying as your captain and do something with a ball. Yeah. I don't know, I just, I don't... Big by example, like Odegaard. Yeah, like just anyone, like, I don't know, not that I'd even, I don't even know. He's just, he's just, he's just captain just because of how long he's been there, but I don't think he deserves it to be, well, that's harsh, but as a footballer, he's just not the standard as is basically any of them to be fair he's just dropped off a lot and he compared to what he was a couple of years ago yeah he had one good year when we won the league everything else was just pretty mid he was never really anything special but the year we won the league yeah he was good but he was also surrounded by nothing but just quality there was a world class player in basically every position bar him so I, I think that definitely helped him yeah and he's declined physically can't make tackles anymore doesn't win jewels all of his defensive actions are down completely lost his legs and he's just I don't know not just him to be fair he's not the only problem he's just mm. a problem and a big one and it's not ideal the fact that Chelsea out of all teams who have been playing well, I don't know I guess they were playing pretty well but they're just in such an abysmal position at the moment you should you should be taking three points against them yeah. especially if you actually want to get top four especially yeah, without, you know you without a manager as well they literally they didn't have a manager it's just a guy who's never yet never played never had managed a game of football and professional he was a player for Brighton a few years ago, I think. Yeah. But it's just... I don't know. And they looked like a lot better. If they could actually finish. If they just didn't have habits up front. Yeah, they would have beaten us. I think they definitely should have won. If anyone was to win that game, it was them. Um, yeah, yeah, you had like a couple of chances, but I feel like Chelsea just could have won that. Yeah. I feel like they, for some reason they just kept dribbling too long on the ball and went shoot. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot... I think they have a lot of players like that, though, who never really know... Like, they're just... They're not... Goal scorers, obviously Havertz, Felix. I think that's a problem they've always had, and yeah. I, I, I don't really understand. They keep buying players like that as well, and Kunku, Modric, none of them to score goals. But whenever they do buy a goal scorer, it doesn't really seem to work anyway. So yeah, I mean they have Lukaku probably coming back. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want him really to fix my striking problems anymore. 
Yeah, that's not ideal. I mean, if he gets back to what he was like a few years ago, then. Yeah, I think it's more so the thing that he did with the interview and stuff. I don't yeah. know. If, I'd, if I was a Chelsea fan, I don't think I'd really want him back. Not yeah, after that. It just you want that kind of play around your club because it just ruins the dressing room. Yeah. I remember it was like that with kind of a Bamiang at Arsenal. Mm. There's just players that, sh- that aren't bigger than the club that I think they are. Yeah, if he was good enough to warrant it. You know, if that was Mbappe, who was bad bit of an ego problem, fair enough, but not Lukaku. It's just not good enough to warrant that, I don't think. Mm. He's, but, he just said there's better that they can buy out there. They can probably collect a fee somewhere from it. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, so not, not a good day for Liverpool. No. But for so. Arsenal, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we, I was quite annoyed at the goal we conceded, but it was a deflection. Yeah. so it was quite an annoying one yes. I think Ramsdale would have been fine with it Ramsdale yeah. made a couple of really good saves as well that game early literally in the first like minute mm. which keeps being a thing recently people keep doing this like kick off glitch against us they yeah. just play it down the wing like nod it on to their striker and just have a chance yeah I mean it's just another win I don't know Arsenal they just remind me of like teams that won the league when they're the way they play they just look like a title winning team so I really wouldn't be surprised if they did the thing is, it's funny because I heard a lot of people after the game being, oh, didn't, didn't play that well in the first. We didn't play, didn't play that well, but we still basically dominated on the ball. We yeah. just weren't creating much. And I think Jesus was the first one to have a chance that he like clipped it in. Mm. It was a free header and he missed. Yeah. But then Jesus went on to win that penalty, score, and then bagged another. Well, I mean, a lot of teams have won the league, they don't to always play the best football they should win games especially in the last like 10 games yeah definitely but well, the thing is Arsenal since they lost to Man City they've won like 7 Premier League games in a row yeah I don't think it really matters you know what I remember how you won the game you just win them mm. I thought when Liverpool won the leagues we didn't that's the only example I really have the best of is a lot of the time I was like oh, we used to play better football than this but I didn't care because we just well, we won every game so mm. no I don't I think yeah even if they're not performing at their best as long as they win the game no one really no one cares yeah. one player I think finally starting to get his flowers is Ben White yeah I think for, for the majority of the season a lot of football fans just look at statistics most of the time like Ben White was constantly making overlapping runs like contributing to a lot of play like a lot of goals were scoring yeah but he never really had goals or assists but recently he started to crop up with a few assists a few he's goals got the back post a few times yeah I think he's got like two goals three assists and not long ago he, I think he was on like one assist and that was it yeah, I'm so right. his numbers are starting to go up. It's just he's getting that familiarity with, with um Saka. Yeah. Which is why I wonder why doesn't Southgate use him for England? Baffles me a bit. Yeah. It's because it's literally like one of the best right hand sides. Obviously, it's the right hand side so of good. the Premier League leaders. So. Yeah, but they're just doing so well, and yeah, Saka got rested, which I was very happy with. I didn't actually want him to come on, no. but then he contributed in the fourth goal. He literally took four players yeah, out of the game. Nice. Passes to Odegaard and that ball by Odegaard was really so good. nice. It's yeah. just the technique on it. Just a hit of there. And Shaka again. We were saying, I swear we said that last time about how he scored like in his last three games. He scored for Switzerland and he scored for Arsenal twice, once in the league and in the Europa League exit. Yeah. And then he went and scored again. Yeah. I don't know. I think, well, what I was thinking, I saw earlier actually, what really reminded me is how, is when Odegaard was on loan and he wasn't like amazing. It was, it was good, but... Yeah, yeah, but he was nowhere near obviously what he is, which is fine. But not every Arsenal fan was like, yeah, we have to sign him. Mm. It was like, a, there was a thing between him and Madison. Madison yeah. yeah. And I don't know how it would have been. Madison's obviously, before he got injured and before the World Cup, he was having an amazing season. So 
he might have been as good, but probably not. I think Odegaard might be a year younger as well, maybe a couple of years. Yeah, he just turned 25, 23 or 24, I don't know. I think he was, yeah, I think he was 24. I think Madison might be 26. Yeah. So I think, yeah, obviously it worked out, but... I love Odegaard, like, to give... He wanted to take that penalty to begin with. Yeah. And then you could tell, like, oh, I should probably give it to Jesus because it's his first start since October. Yeah. In the Premier League. So he's and, been better than De Bruyne this season? Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one with De Bruyne because you look at his stats and it's like, he's had a good season, but like most games, when, when you watch him, he's not what he used to be. Yeah, I and been good. I say that, but De Bruyne's literally been my favourite player in the Premier League since he's joined the Premier League. Hmm. I absolutely love De Bruyne. I remember when Man City bought him and you had all the newspapers saying 50 million flop, like question mark, and he hadn't even played a game. But he just, oh, I, lo- I love De Bruyne, but this season, I just think what Odegaard has brought to the team, I think he ranks the highest for winning the ball up the pitch in Europe's top five leagues. Yeah. And, you know, captain for Norway at 22, captain for Arsenal at 23. Yes, I don't know, I just... De Bruyne is 32, I think. And then you listen to De Bruyne and when he's like, oh, the league is getting harder. Well, it is getting harder, but is it also because his ability is starting to... Yeah. Decrease a little bit. I don't know, but I, I still think he's quality. Like I think he's one of those players as well. Where he's so good technically that he can go for a few years. It's just physical attributes that will decline. Yeah, basically. Similarly to like Cruz. Cruz isn't really doesn't really move around anymore, but he still was probably the best passer in the world. So he'll still always be useful. It's just whether he's as mobile as he used to be. And you just think about the Bruins' like ability to get past a, l- a low block, yeah. a half space where he can just put a cross in. Yeah, he's just so good at doing that. And I don't know. I think Odegaard can get can get to that kind of ability because you've got to remember like he was literally touted as the best like youth player in the world at one point 16 and the most money at Madrid yeah and, about someone that age anyway yeah and he's just he's a quality player he's great I, I do like him but I think one player that really needs to be credited more at the moment is Martinelli yeah he's especially like in the I think the last like eight games he's got like seven goals and like two assists or something like that that's ridiculous yeah because he had a really good start and then when Jesus got injured and, and Ketia came and he did drop off a bit but this as, soon as, 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 yeah, as soon as Trossard came then obviously Jesus is back now I he seems to, to benefit with a striker that drops off a little more yeah it's, it's just a like a false nine kind of player, player yeah. can, who has a bit of a low centre gravity he can work with who also works hard like, I love Eddie Nketiah I'm happy with him but what Trossard and Jesus bring to the game overall just, just different players yeah yeah and you look at Trossard for that I think it's the third goal where Jesus played it into him just on the outside of the box and then he you know he just took it past the player just passed it in and that was, that was Trossard and Jesus' first game together yeah. and that link up just to know where he's running into perfectly just pull it in Jesus scored and Trossard has like seven assists is he trying to ask that? yeah seven assists which I think is in Seven or eight, eight, eight games. games, I think, and a goal. And a goal. Should have two. Yeah. Because that one that got ruled out, shouldn't have got ruled out. Do you remember it? At top end, top right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. What a goal. But um, yeah. That 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 goes on to the to the question of Anfield. What team? What front? What front line do Arsenal play? Because we've got Trossard who's in good form and scored a hat trick against Liverpool in the season. Yeah. Their three three draw. And then you have Jesus, who scored five goals and six starts. Always scores against Liverpool. Always scores well against Liverpool. He scored against in the two-all draw at the Etihad last season. Scored the second for them. Martinelli, who always always, always cooks against Liverpool. Yeah. 
as we know from Jürgen Klopp, talent of the century. Saka's just a whisk of a play. And Saka, who's finally been arrested. Arrested Saka, which I haven't seen in 71 Premier League games, mm. which is crazy. Yeah. So it, it does interest me to see what happens. I think Saka and Martinelli are probably nailed on to play. I mean, it's just with Jesus, which I think I'll probably go with Jesus. So you think that, but I don't know, because Trossard... Well, yeah, I mean... It's, it's a good headache to have. Like, yeah. Either of them coming off the... It's probably just who would you feasibly see having a bigger impact off the bench. I'd rather have Jesus personally. Yeah, I think maybe I'd rather have Jesus off the bench. Because I just feel like... I don't know. I just feel like he's been there, done that. He's, he's a big game player. In the Champions League for Man City last year, he he done bits. Yeah. I think he scored against Real, Real Madrid and... yeah. Maybe PSG. I can't remember. Maybe not PSG. Yeah, we had his stint at right wing. Yeah, at right wing, he's got really good stats. Yeah. Like, really good. Well, he has one of the best goals to game ratios in the Prem history. Yeah. I think it's just like a Guerrero and Henri there, but... Oh, it might not be that now because he played a few more minutes, but... Yeah, maybe after this I know for a while it was that. Yeah. I mean, he's still got that stat where I think every game he scored in, he's won. Mm. I think that's still a thing. So, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen that game. I'm a bit annoyed with like the injuries and stuff that recently. Oh, in that game, on the lead up, Ben White in like the little training bit. That, what's, what's what's it they do before the warm ups? Yeah. You know the warm ups. Ben White went off, mm. and he went off with like the doctor. And I was thinking, crap, we haven't got Tommy Asu. Who would he even have played? I don't. I don't know. I think he would have put Party at right back again. Because mm. that's been the little theme recently. Like towards the end of the game, we just put him at right back, Jorginho in the middle. So maybe it would have been that, but thank God he wasn't injured because obviously he was so good in that game. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that Liverpool game because Ben White, always, I think every game he's had against Liverpool, he's done pretty well. Except for maybe the one way short of sitting down and racked tail. Actually, yeah, I forgot about that. That one was tough. Yeah, but, yeah it was um, a bit ropey. And it was one of those 4-0 Anfield last season. I mean, everything went wrong. It was going well before Arteta and Jürgen Klopp had an argument on the touchline. Yeah. But I, I thought Arsenal playing pretty well until that happened. I think that was a game where the front three all scored and the Minamino scored with his first touch off the bench, but I don't really remember much else about the game. I just remember the goals. I just remember feeling depressed because they capitulated so hard and was playing so well. Yeah. That's what bothers me. But in some ways, like, I always look at underlying statistics because I just feel like it's a good thing to go off about how well your team's playing. Yeah. I think, and I, think, I think that's the thing with Potter as well. When you look at his... Yeah. In the last game... The XG is considerably higher than... He had 2.6 and they yeah. had like 0.2. It seems like every... Most games he would win on XG, which is... I know it's like a, a thing where it's like, well, where are the goals? But it's not really his fault. If his I, team were creating the chances, someone just has to be scoring them. Mm-hmm. There was a problem with Brighton for a couple of years and then they were doing so well to the point where he got the Chelsea job. I yeah. think if he, they gave him in the summer... You look at how bloated the squad is, and there's the thing of like they can't fit everyone in the training. In the yeah, I saw that Midrick and Madueke. Yeah, have to get changed. Have to get changed in, outside in the hallway. And then with the, the meetings and like the thing, people have to sit on the floor. And then he has to have an eleven aside game in training, and then a nine aside game. I don't really know how you can implement everything you want to. Someone whose system is as pretty in depth as his is, how you can get everyone to be learning that when you can't have everyone together in the way that he probably would have liked them to. Mm. I don't think it was I don't think it was his fault, really. I think I think it would take a couple of years out, maybe a year out, come back and do bits on another team. Yeah, and I think he 
if it were me, I wouldn't have sacked him. I would have given him a clear out in the summer. Lampard, it didn't work before. Like, yeah. Fair enough, it, it worked for that first season. But do you remember how abysmal the football was towards the end? Mm. And like the man market, everything was just so bad at Chelsea. Why won't like, why not just leave Graham Potter until the yeah. season? I get that he's just an interim, but like I don't really see the the value in not just keeping Potter when you're still in the UCL. Mm. Like I think you'd rather someone who is quite obviously not what happened, Potter is probably definitely a better coach than Lampard. Mm. Lampard who just got sacked from Everton, sacked from well, Chelsea themselves before that. He's obviously not I mean if they end up winning the CL now then funny, but I don't think he's probably gonna beat Ancelotti or anything like that. The only thing I will say is like when you talk to Chelsea fans, like there's Rory Jones and you, I watched his video, like Chelsea's sack, Chelsea signed Lampard. And he's basically saying that for a long time they've there's been this like I don't know what it is. I don't know. There's been a bit of a a gap between fans and Chelsea recently because it just yeah. doesn't feel like Chelsea. So I can understand them signing that. Lampard because he yeah. is Chelsea. Like when you think of Lampard, you think Chelsea. And you think if he can bring that togetherness with the fans, maybe get him on Bowley's side a little bit because obviously they just dislike Bowley mm. like a lot, which fair enough, you know, no sporting director getting rid of, what's her name, Maria, you know. Yeah, I know you mean by Yeah, that. her as well as Petacek. They got rid of all these people. So they got rid of a lot of like core figures at Chelsea. Yeah. So I can understand why they do it in that, in that regard, but I don't know. I get it with the same thing that how like, about before with Southgate where he brought England a bit more together with the fans and stuff and mm. I'll credit him for that not for the football but for that if Lampard can do the same in a couple of months and the squad harmony and stuff then that I get it and then he can give the you know Nagelsmann or something to cover in the summer which I think would be their best which I think maybe is another reason they felt sack Potter is like okay well Nagelsmann's available mm. and if they think that he's that much better than Potter then I understand it but if they don't get him then I think they will you know I think they will because I think, they will, cause I think he fits them perfect I think him or Luis Enrique I don't know that Enrique is like. I mean, he's done. He's done well. Yeah, he's won a UCL, but. And when he was at when he was with the Spain job, they played good football. Yeah, I just I think. I can't imagine Chelsea playing attractive football to be on. Yeah, it's just not what they do. No, he's he's very opposite, and obviously he did it when he was winning the UCL. Obviously, what he did with Spain was very impressive, but international football is just different. Mm. And then you look at. You know, just some of the players, I don't know that... I mean, some of them, I think, probably would benefit from it. I think maybe he'd keep Mount... And I think that's another thing, is with Lampard coming back with interim, I wouldn't be surprised if Mount signed a new deal. Which yeah. I kind of was hoping he'd join Liverpool, so it's a bit annoying. But, um... Then again, will, will he? Will he definitely do it? Well, Mount Lampard will probably play him. Lampard will play him loads, but it's just the question, will the next manager play him loads? Will yeah. he still have that in his mind? Will he look at this manager? Probably, like, oh. yeah. Or does he just want to change? It might just be that. It might just be, yeah, it's maybe he's, it feels like... I think often with anything, if you have your mind set on something, you're just going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And for him, it might just be like, yeah, it's great, Lampard's coming back, I'll get to play, but not necessarily to stay, but to put himself more as an option for other teams. Mm-hmm. Because at the minute, you're, he's somebody who hasn't been in good form for like a year. He's not, when he's played well, when he's played the season, not really been great. It's not been since last season where you've looked at Matt and thought, yeah, he's, he looks good, he looks like he's got worse at everything. Mm. Whether that's just a confidence thing, probably. never know, he might, he might start and do nothing, and that yeah. might make Chelsea less than more. Yeah, and that might make, put, put teams off buying him even more, to be fair. I just think it could be a case of just new scenery. Yeah. For some players, you just need that. 
They just need a new, new space just to thrive. I also don't think he really suits the... Well, I mean, it's obviously a different manager now, but the part of the system that we were playing, I don't think Mount ever really suited it. I thought Mount was at his best playing as an eight under Lampard. I thought that was the best he ever looked. Or when he was under two for when they won the UCL and he was kind of behind a striker. But I don't think as like a natural number 10, he ever really, or a winger, he was ever at his, his best. So mm. I think it was maybe a case of he might look at Liverpool or something and be like, okay, I'll come in and immediately start in a midfield where I probably see the system more. Mm. Right. And under a manager, he, you know, can develop, develop you in a good way. Yeah, but... I don't know what Klopp was like. I don't remember the last time he developed a midfielder well. Um, don't know, Fabinho. But then again, he was starting to do well before. I don't yeah. know, he used to be a bit of a, he used to be a right back, didn't he? Yeah, he was a right. He started playing in a pivot with like Bakayoko before he joined us, and then Bakayoko mm-hmm. went to Chelsea. And then... the season they won the league in Monaco. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Fabinho is maybe the only example of a midfielder. And Gini Wijnaldum, to be fair. I say those two. But I how don't know. He, he'd already won, what's it, the Eredivisie. But uh, in terms of maybe what kind of a midfielder he was, he went from an attacking midfielder to more of a deep-lying one. Yeah. And he was very good at it for a few years. Those are the only two where I would say, like, yeah, OK. Klopp did well with those two, making them into his type of midfielder. Um, I, don't, I don't know that I trust Klopp to develop a midfielder, to be honest. Because what Thiago, the last one we signed was Thiago, who was just well, just was yeah. for yeah a lot of money. And Thiago had just come off the back of being man of the match in a UCL final, so it's not a surprise that he was good. Cato, to be fair, I think it's more down to just injuries. That's just his body. Mm. Not really, I don't really blame Klopp for that. Klopp was playing him when he joined and he first started. He started off really well and he looked like the same player he was before he joined, and then he got injured in the game against Barcelona and he was never the same. And he had moments. Um, during the lockdown season, we won the league. Thought he was really good in moments, and just kept getting injured. And then you look at other midfielders. I mean, Bajatic is another one, but he's played like five Premier League games, so it's too early. Too early charge. Yeah. If if Klopp went, who would you actually want? Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann, he'd yeah. be a top. Easy. He would be. Yeah. From the ones that are available, anyway. Yeah. What about Potter? No. Do you need your more of a high pedigree manager? Well, I wouldn't be against Potter. I just. I just, I don't know that he, you know, we're already in a period of transition, obviously, in the same way that Chelsea was. I think if you came in and you gave Potter that, and then he has to build, I mean, maybe it would work, to be fair. Maybe that's what we need is something, a project mm-hmm. sort of thing. Maybe someone like Potter. So I wouldn't be completely opposed to it. I would just prefer Nagelsmann, I think. Yeah, and look at what's happened to Bayern Munich. They got knocked out of the German, German thing. Yeah, the Yeah, yeah. yeah. Against Freiburg, who they'd beaten 4-1, I yeah. think 5-0 in the league. Yeah. So, it's not a deal, is it? Yeah, I mean, he beat Dortmund, to be fair. Too cool, but... I don't know. There's no one else, really. I wouldn't really want Enrique, I don't think. You know, imagine Henderson playing under Enrique. So, I mean, those sort of players. Um, there's no one else available. You look at, you know, Conte, I wouldn't want... Zidane? No, definitely not. Do you think Zidane's in this very weird mould, because... He's won three Champions Leagues in a row. I don't like yeah, I feel like not many people rate him. No, I don't really rate him that much, to be honest. Cause... I think part of that is because of how good the squad was that you had. But then I feel like other managers are just as good of a squad and not done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but he, he did do very, very well. 
Or do you think that's just because of who he is, like what he can get out of players, because of how well he was, how good he was as a player? Like he's highly Heart respected. Track, isn't it? You think he and Mbappe talk about how he would like to play under Zidane, and that's nothing to do with his qualities as a manager. Mm. That's just because he's like, it's similar to when players say that the midfielders say they want to play under Gerrard. Gerrard proved nothing really as a manager for yeah. Warren, you know, someone like as good as Kamara to come to Villa just because of who he was. So I don't think it would be the same. Yeah, I mean, you know, that is one thing at least is that he would have the, the pool of people who would probably want to come and play under him. Mm. But as a manager, I don't... I mean, yes, yeah, I'm not going to discredit him for winning three UCLs in a row. No one else has done that. And in La Liga when he came back, but... I just... I want to see him with another team and just genuinely see how he gets on. Yeah. Maybe he's a good like, knockout manager, but how many leagues did he win? I think he only won. He didn't, in, during the three seasons he won the CL, he didn't win a single use of Premier uh, La Liga, sorry. Then when he came back for that season... Um, was, it, was it Barcelona and Flatco? Was it so just it Barcelona? Was, it was I know 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, so that was all Barcelona. All Barcelona. Barcelona won three in a row, and they didn't win a single CL. And then Madrid won all those, and then he went, obviously... But then they won, the, they won the league. And then he, then he came back for a season and he won the league. And yeah. they, when they lost in the UCL to Chelsea. So that was a season they won the UCL. So he's, he has got a league title, but also I think Barcelona were really poor that season. Mm-hmm. I think it was when Ronald Koeman was in charge. So he didn't have much competition. Yeah, that's fair enough. Although Ronald, Ronald Koeman actually hasn't... When you look at it side by side with how much he got and how much Xavi got, pretty unfair. Yeah. But, but oh well it is what it is Kevin had Messi as well I suppose yeah I don't know but the whole squad was quite depleted yeah, how much has Xavi been allowed to like spend well he's bought in Rafinha was 60 maybe Lewandowski Lewandowski was 50 Kunde yeah probably loads more coming about uh, yeah, there's a few that were free to be fair like Kessier and yeah they've got a few good free signings Christensen Marcus Alonso seems to be a centre half nowadays was a centre back from Man City though, you got Eric Garcia. Yeah, he was free. I don't think he really features much. He's a weird one, isn't he? He was really highly tired, really thought of, and then it's gone Barcelona and nothing's really happened. There's rumours been, he's been linked to Arsenal. Which yeah. doesn't surprise me because Arteta worked with him. You know, I think that's worse for Arteta loves Arteta. Probably he seemed to be like maybe a full holding life, I guess. I can see it, you know. Yeah. I can see it in a year, a year or two, I can see that happening. But then apparently holding so important to like the dressing room. Yeah, I don't think there's really ever a reason to replace. He's him. like the Connor Cody of Arsenal. Mm. Doesn't play much. When he plays, he plays well, okay, mm. but doesn't really. Don't know. Any helps for the homegrown quota for homegrown club. Not yeah. Arsenal yeah. ever really gonna have a problem with that because they have so many of them. But I remember a few years when we had like none. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool don't have like any. We have. Yeah, yeah, many we have a real problem with homegrown players. So we have obviously Keller Harris there at the minute as homegrown at the club. Elia. Yeah, Elia, Trent, um, Curtis Jones. Carvial? He passed one way. Carvial is... He came through... He came from Philadelphia. He's homegrown, but not at the club. So, so you Still have to, homegrown quota, isn't that? Yeah, but you have to have a certain amount who came through Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have four to fit your UCL yeah, squad. Yeah. And then I think it's seven who are just doing general. Outside of that, I don't think we have any. Which is why, obviously... We're linked to so many of them, like Bellingham now and Conor Gallagher recently, for whatever reason. Um, but I feel like Conor Gallagher at Palace was unreal. Like he, when I watched him at Palace, he was so good. I think he had a very specific role in that he was 
geared towards scoring goals. He wasn't... Oh, I don't know. He used to run everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I think he was allowed a lot more freedom than he has been at Chelsea, where he'd typically been playing like a midfield two. Mm. Whereas he had two defensive midfielders behind him at Palace. And he was... He was everywhere. And he played a lot of tackles. But I also felt like he was in the box quite a lot. And he scored, I think, double-digit prem goals that season. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's possible, yeah. I mean, I don't think he would be the worst signing, but I just... I mean, he's better than He's better than what you got. Yeah, he's better than Curtis Jones and stuff. And he's, the thing is, he's a midfielder. Do you know what I mean, yeah. there's a distinct lack of them. People like Elliot, who just aren't really midfielders. That's, that's one thing I will say, Potter, which you did get wrong. For some reason, you're always playing at right back all the time mm. during his tenure at Chelsea. But I don't know. I think there's a player there. If he goes to another club, he can do well. I think Palace should have gone all out and just signed him on the Vieira. It's the one player Vieira really wanted. I think maybe they thought that Eze would fit his kind of slot in as a number 10. Because then they signed Decore to play yeah. behind them. And... I just, I don't know. I think the Palace board got it wrong, even with sacking Vieira. Yeah. Maybe I that's just a bias to me because I love Vieira because of what he did for Arsenal, even I, though I never really saw it. I get it that he, you know, didn't have a shot on target in three games. That is obviously pretty inexcusable. But then when you think about the opposition they played, they were really tough opposition, didn't have Zaha. And they were like 12th. Obviously, it was three points off the relegation mm-hmm. zone because it was so tight, but I think it was harsh to sack him now, especially when Hodgson is your appointment. I'm interested in what will happen with Palace now, to be fair. Now that Zaha is out injured. Mm. I think they probably stay up. Also, I did not realise Jota hadn't scored like, 30, was it 30 games? 31 games now. That is actually crazy. The last time he scored was City in two-all draw. The That's SES. insane. Like, he does have 13 assists in that time, to be fair. But Still, though, considering... Like, you would think he would score, yeah. The rate he was scoring at four was, like, high. Yeah, he finished last season as a bench option when Diaz came in. Yeah. And even before Diaz came in, he wasn't a nailed on star. Firmino he played a lot. Every now and then, but, he yeah. but he ended with 15 Premier League goals. And he hasn't scored since, so... I think that's also down to the system? I, I think, think it's it down it's, to it's, it's, I think it's down to him as well, though. Yeah. Like, to get no yeah. goals in 30 games. Even if Bamiyan weren't doing that, as well. Yeah, because the problem with him is... I wasn't worried about his lack of goals when he came... Because he got injured, came back... He got injured a few times. Yeah, he's got so many injuries, yeah. which is the problem. When you watch him now, he's half the player he used to be. I was never a massive fan of Jar, to be honest. Mm. I always thought he was very limited. Couldn't really pass, wasn't a great dribbler. Scored goals, so I wasn't going to complain. I thought, well, as long as he was on the bench, not a problem. But then he came back at the start of the season and looked... All of the problems I had with him, he looked like he had completely ironed out. He looked good on the ball. He looked tidy. He looked like he could pass. But the game against C, where we won at Anfield, and he played left mid, which is the game he got injured in again. I thought it was amazing. And since mm. he's come back, he's just, he's just... I don't know, he can't really do anything right. I don't think he's really... Like maybe he's just had one too many injuries or maybe he'll maybe he'll get back to being good but I wouldn't be surprised if he's just done to be honest we'll see we'll see where it goes especially with Diaz coming in I don't know how he's going to come back as well we've got Nunes you've got Elliot as the backup right wing if something happens I wonder how how he'd actually do it right wing I haven't seen him play right wing in so long for Liverpool he's done it in a cup a couple of times he's done well he scored the last time he played against Leicester I think it was was it or was it Gaeta in the cup someone was off their line and Elliot scored from pretty considerable distance. I think we won 1-0 by Tittich played. Maybe it was Wolves. I think it was Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, I think Wolves. it was Wolves. We won like 1 or 2-0 and Elliot scored from a distance. I think, yeah, he always looked better at right wing because he clearly is naturally a right winger. 
Mm-hmm. He did well in the championship. He had like double digits for goals and assists in the championship at Blackburn. Yeah. So I think it was just a problem of, well, he's not going to replace Salah. So shoehorn him into the team because we don't have a right centre mid. And it doesn't work. So Yeah, so let's go on to another topic. Um, Premier League team this season. So mm. how many games are left? Eight now. Yeah, so I don't Eight. think I changed that much. Yeah, so me and you have talked about it previously before, obviously not on this podcast. But, so who would you go for goal? Because I think when we said it before, I think we said Nick Pope when we last yeah. spoke about it. Yeah. But I'd probably say, I'd probably say Alisson. There's two options, I think. Alisson in terms of like... Although I don't think he's been as good with his feet as he used to be. Yeah, but he's also been... Better than ever at shot. I think he has like eleven post shot expected goals. Like he has like he's pretty yeah, he's been insane. He's been ridiculous goals. Like no one has, no one has a harder job in the league in terms of we face the highest amount of big chances we yeah, than anyone else in the Prem, mm. and he saves the most than anyone else in the world. So, I think individual performance. I think it has to be him. But you can make an argument for like Leno. I think he's had a really good season. Yeah, Pope to an extent. Yeah. I think Alisson for me. Yeah, one one player I think's been very bad has been Edison. Yeah, like genuinely yeah. bad. If you actually so look at years. the statistics as well, the uh, statistics you were going on about just now, I think he has the worst in the league. Yeah, I think him. Uh, Bizzuno has the worst. I think. But Gavin, then, but then you have to take into account that age. If you look at ages with with keepers, usually the yeah. younger they are, the more mistakes. Are. Like I'm, I think Melia's one above him. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, Bizzuno, Melia, De Gea, and Edison. I think are like the worst in the league for that. One thing that. I feel quite happy with Ramsdale is for his age when you compare it to our keepers he does very very well yeah, yeah, I, I think he's yeah. like 7th 7th best and with his age that is extremely good yeah. and then especially recently I look at his saves and they've been really good like he's done a lot of key saves for Arsenal this season especially in that, that Leeds game I think that was two saves he'd done when the game was at like 0-0 yeah. if he didn't make those saves like Arsenal were done yeah, could, it could be a whole different game. I think recently his Strauss Dobbins been really good. It's been similar to that of when he first joined. Yeah, I think he was the best. Like he was massively overperforming his goals expected to concede versus mm-hmm. what he actually did. He was, but yeah, he's been really really good recently. Yeah, I think that I think there was a period um, around like kind of Christmas time, just before he started to drop on when he came from the World Cup. That was a little bit of. Inconsistent, not much. Yeah. Just the odd I, I think things. But now he's really starting to hit strides, and I think. Yeah. I don't think it's been his fault that we've been conceding goals. I think it's been more so down to lapse of concentration from the rest of the players. Mm. But it's always been one goal, which is what bothers me. It's always just one, and it's always at home. Mm. Well, we've conceded fifteen at home and eight away this season. It's ridiculous, but oh well. But yeah, so Allison in goal. An honourable mention to Leno. Yeah. I Good signing. Three, think... three million as well. Really? Yeah, they, they, they shafted us. I'm not going to lie, they shafted us. Not a deal. But he was too good to sit on the bench, really, I think. That's yeah. A shame. I think he deserved his flowers. So to go yeah. and go to a decent team. Um, we'll go right back. I think it's either Trippier or Ben White. I think that would be those two, but I think I'd have Trippier ahead of Yeah, him. Trippier edges it. Just what he's done to that Newcastle team. You know... Kind of explains itself. Yeah. Good captain so as well. Good. Yeah. I saw a recent like video on YouTube. It was Triple Eight Sport, and they talk about the best captains in the league. Mm. I think they all agreed it was Henderson at the top because he's only. <laughs> when you think about actual natural captains in the Premier League, he's probably the only one as in terms of traditional captain. I get it, but at the same time, 
like I said, lead by example. If I'm Salah and I'm Alisson, and you saw the new clip of Alisson and Henderson shouting at each other. Yeah, yeah. If I'm Alisson, I'm furious. Like, who is this guy to shout at me? Like, I would be furious if I see him dropping stinker after stinker for like 18 months and he's like giving me orders and come on. No, like, I wouldn't, I would, I would be annoyed if I was there. Yeah. Many years ago, Mustafi shouted at the goalie for a mistake he made. Yeah. It's outrageous. I also remember the one when it was the League Cup final against Man City yeah. when Aguero just nodged him gently and he was just like this standing there and then Aguero went for him and scored to make it 1 0. Yeah, that was painful. But, um, I see yeah. Henderson as our Maguire. That's the way yeah. I see Yeah, yeah, I like that, like that. So, would you say Trippier? Trippier, but Ben White, as you know, just below. Yeah, okay. Centre-back. I think this was a harder conversation the last time we spoke about yeah, what it is yeah, now. Yeah. Now I think the two United ones who would have been there for me before in the conversation, I wouldn't have either of them no, there anymore. No, I think... I would have both the Arsenal centre-back. I think Gabriel definitely has to go in now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I'd still probably say Botman. I would, but for some reason Overall, I, I can't put two left foot. I know it doesn't matter, but I can't put two left foot centre-backs in there. So I would have Saliba. But yeah, maybe Botman. And especially if Arsenal win the league, I think I would definitely put Saliba. Alright, so. But I don't care. To Calabria's definitely even in like Botman or Saliba. I think, what, what other ones are that's been called? What's the quality right foot centre back? I mean, Saliba's been really good. Yeah, I love Saliba. Varane had a good one, and he's still been good. Yeah, I, I still say Saliba's better. Yeah, I still think Saliba has been better. What other ones are there? Jockey Man had a really good start, and then. Yeah, fell off. he got injuries as well. Yeah. Romero has been hit and miss. Liverpool, can yeah, I say we'll, we'll go Saliba. Saliba or Botman, I don't really, both of them. Shah's been good as well. Yeah, Shah's been good actually, yeah. So has Thiago Silva, but he got injured. Yeah, I'm, I won't put Silva in, because I think, yeah. I don't know. So we'll go with, if we go with centre-backs, we'll just go to I, I'd say maybe, but then Botman I'm thinking left-back. Yeah, because Zinchenko is going to be my left-back. Yeah, Zinchenko is my left-back. So I'd think maybe Botman, because Newcastle do have like... So Botman, we'll go with Botman or Saliba. Yeah, no, Bobbin and Gabriel. Bobbin and Tiago. I think we have to. I'll have to go over it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Zinchenko. Because the only other one. That was, was close, but yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, but I think he's dropped off. Yeah. And Ake. Oh, wait. Oh, crap. Yeah, Ake. I don't know. Ake's been extremely good. He has. But Ake, in the way he plays back. He was the first player to shut down Saka this season, like fully shut him down. Yeah. I think. Um, this is a hard one. I, I, I thought it was really easy before. Then you said Ake. Oh. Two different left-backs as well. One inverse, one tucks in as like a third centre-back. Oh, I don't know. Because when you speak to Man City fans, he says... They, they, they say he's been the season, best. Like, other than like Haaland. Hmm? I see a lot of them say, like, other than Haaland, player of the season. Oh, I think... I think Zinchenko is so important to Arsenal. Like, you can't... Yeah, I think that... You, I think Zinchenko is more important because if Laporte... So if Ake is injured, the final Laporte could come in. And it's like, maybe he's not as... He's probably better on the ball. He's not as good defensively, but he's better on the ball. Yeah. So you have other qualities, whereas if Ishenko's injured, Tierney is such a different left-back and not as good. So, you know what I say? If Zinchenko was still at Man City, I think he'd be the starting left-back this season probably, because yeah. of what's happened. So for that, I'm going to say Zinchenko. Yeah, and I think Ake would be moved to centre-back. Probably, yeah. And they probably Only because of that. Him and Diaz and Stones. If Zinchenko won at Man City before and he just come to ask for another team... I'd probably put Nake at left back. But because of what's gone on, yeah. he would be the starting left back at City. Probably. So yeah, Zinchenko. Three Arsenal players so far. 
yeah. we're very happy. Usually we have like maybe one. Yeah. If that. Um, what should we go for? Three in midfield. So one DM, probably like a DM. Ten of it in the ten. Now the DM, another one which changed from last time we spoke. I've never had Casemiro before. It used to be Casemiro, but too many suspensions. You can't put him in. Like you need a player to be available for your games. Pai and Rodri are the two. I think it's. I, I think it's really hard to choose between them because if you look at statistics wise, I think Rodri actually trumps every single stat. Maybe besides goals. Even then, Rodri can't really so You see Rodri scoring goals. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not really fast. I'll let you choose. Maybe. For, for me, it would be Rodri. Yeah, Rodri. I think party's importance to Arsenal is, is great. Yeah. But I'll put in Rodri. I'd say Rodri. I think Rodri... I need a City player in Leicester's second league. Yeah, yeah. I remember that season when Man City won the league and there was more Liverpool players in the team this season than Man City. But Arthur Silva mentioned it, didn't he? It was yeah. like, how I think that? that was fair. I think based on that season, I think it made sense. All the Liverpool players that got in, I think it made sense for them to. Mm. And obviously won the CL that year. And like, maybe not. I think that was a midfielder. Maybe shouldn't have. I think maybe one Alden got in, they wouldn't have had him. Mm. Alright, let's, let's move on to midfield. Now, I'm, I've got a shout in there for a player I absolutely love. I wanted him to join Arsenal before. But he went Newcastle, Bruno Gomez. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe him. I think he's absolutely amazing. He'd be my dream, dream Shaka replacement yeah. in the Premier League. I think he's so good. But is there any other shouts that you'd like to put in? For that sort of, because obviously we have more attacking midfielders that can... I think Shaka also deserves yeah, so a yeah, little Shaka. mention. I think if Shaka didn't drop off around the World Cup, yeah. I think he'd actually be probably be nailed down, but... There's, yeah, so there's... Gimaraish, there's McAllister and Caicedo, but I think they're just below. Yeah, but they still below. deserve some sort of a... I think Caicedo can come to Arsenal next season. I think so. Then he could be in there. Um, Benson Kerr had a really good few months yeah. post-World Cup. He might have got injured. He got injured for so, months. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not been there, but he was so good before that. I don't know. Other than that... I think his last game he scored a lot. Probably. He had a really good World Cup, yeah. Um, I think eight. I think I think that's about it. I think it. I'm yeah. saying Bruno. Because you think of the the midfielders in the last Premier League team of the season was it was De Bruyne and Thiago and Thiago played like ten games and he's not been that good. So. Although we could could put De Bruyne and Odegaard together. Yeah. Thinking about that. Yeah. Because De Bruyne can do both. Can Gundogan? I thought he had a pretty good season to be honest as well. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he always does. Yeah, he's always consistently good. He's one of those underrated players which kind of go under the... Especially the season, the lockdown season, where they on the league. Oh, yeah, FPL is amazing. Top scorer, he's the best player, yeah. Oh, who do we put in? I think, I think this actually might be the hardest position. Because I think, I think there's De Bruyne, because Odegaard gets in this team. Yeah. He has to. And you think De Bruyne probably should as well. don't know how we can't, can't not put De Bruyne in this team. He still had a pretty good season. This is what we're used to. Mm. And again, you can say that same argument for Salah, but... If Madison had kept it up, he would have probably been in with a shout. Yeah. But he got injured. I think if I... It's a difficult one. If, if I wanted this team to actually play Gimmaris. all together, yeah. I'd say Gamaras, but then I also wouldn't have Bottman in there. Yeah, true. So, so if we've kind of foregone that... But I also think about it, if you've got Zinchenko at left-back and he's stepping into midfield, you can have a more attacking midfield anyway. So, put the Probably De Bruyne and Odegaard to finish, yeah. De Bruyne and Odegaard, should go that. Yeah. De Bruyne and Odegaard. I mean, that is a good midfield. Okay. And Ben White's on right back, so. Alright, cool. That sounds good. Wait, nah. Trippier wasn't right back. 
Oh, Trippier's a right back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, he, he still overlaps, but crosses in, does everything. Yeah. All right, front three, striker Haaland. Yeah. Easy enough. Um, Umbral mention, though. Tony. Tony. Kane, obviously. Kane's like 22 goals. Yeah, it has to be Kane. But yeah. to- Tony was... If Arsenal didn't buy Jesus, he was the main striker I wanted at Arsenal. Hmm. I just think... Imagine him in a top team. I think Chelsea be, should look at him as well, uh, Yeah, they should. I think he'd be putting, arguably... I mean, it is arguably, but numbers that Kane's doing. I just think he's so yeah. good. If Spurs lose Kane, Tony's probably the best they can do in terms of a like-for-like sort of replacement, I think. United probably could look at him as well if I want to strike him. Yeah, my stepdad is Paul's United. Loves Tony. He wants him at United. I thought, before we signed Nunes, I was like, well, Mane is leaving. I was like, I'll take Tony. But Tony's such a good player. Like, I think... I think he's the most underrated player in the league. Yeah, I remember I was having my debate last year with my friends. I got cooked when I said that Tony was quite obviously better than Abraham. Yeah. And they all disagree with me. And now, obviously, it was very much consensus because Abraham doesn't really do much in Serie A and Tony's scores yeah. double digits in the Prem. Tony's just unreal. Like, I think any club that, that does get him is very, very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Probably cost a fair bit out of Brentford, though. Mm. Um, 60, I reckon. We'll go left wing. I think if Rashford kept it up... Yeah. Because he had like t- basically a month and a half where he'd done nothing in the league. Yeah, his first goal since Liverpool. I think I have to mention the Premier League, not, not the whole season. The yeah, Premier when, League. when you look at Rashford's just Premier League stats, they're not as impressive. No. I think he's got, what is it? Five, Fif- I, think I think it's 15 in the Premier now. But he hasn't got many assists at all. No. But if you look at Martinelli, Martinelli's got more goals and assists than Rashford in the Premier League this and season. And he's won in the league. And win in the league. But do Rashford, I think, as well. Really this is the problem with Rashford that I've had all season is that if he doesn't score, he doesn't do anything. Yeah. He only does only contributes to the team if he's scoring goals. And you can say the same for Haaland, but Haaland also has twenty eight Prem goals, not fifteen. Mm-hmm. And is a striker, not a winger. I think in my team I'd want I would rather have Martin purely because of how hard he works, the track in the back. Track yeah. Back. yeah, yeah, that too. You know, he he can beat a man, he can go inside, outside. I think one thing which he could improve on, which is ironic because he got an assist from the last game, is his crossing. That, his crossing hasn't been that great this season. I think his dribbling looks kind of unnatural sometimes. It is unnatural, but it yeah, works. It works. It's efficient, it's but really it looks weird. really weird. It is weird, but it does work quite often. I think he's got he's won the most takeons this season in the Premier League, okay, yeah. along with Saka. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you choose this one, either Rashford or Martinelli, because... I've got quite a few Arsenal. I mean, it makes sense why Arsenal would have a lot of players because winning the league. Imagine if Man City win the league. I'd still keep the Arsenal players there. Yeah, there's no Man City. I mean, Grealish has had a really good recent, to be fair. If Grealish had been doing what he's doing now all season, then he'd go in easily. Because I think right now, right now he's the best left wing in the league. He was so good against Liverpool. That was his best game since Aston Villa days. That's the best game I've ever seen him have. It was his good game against Liverpool. Yeah. He lost playing against Liverpool. He dropped 10 in the 7 2. But a lot of those were just like, I can't believe that's even gone in. Um, yeah, it was a bit outrageous. I would say Martinelli. Martinelli, yeah. Yeah. Right wing. I, I think it has to be Saka, but I think people do need to respect Salah more. I know he's he's not. Like, stats wise, yeah, he has had a good season. It's not yeah, a crazy season. No, and he's yeah. still, like, scored the unimportant goal for you. He's, he's scored against, bad. like, all of the big teams. He scored against. Did he score against Arsenal? Don't think he did. I think Nunes scored and was it him? 
No, Firmino. It was Firmino. Firmino. And, yeah. So he hasn't scored against Arsenal. Yeah, was Firmino. Hasn't scored against Arsenal yet. There's a genre assist as well. So, but he still has that game. He scored twice against Spurs. He scored one and he lost to United and then scored twice and got two assists, I think, against United. Mm. Uh, scored against City twice this season. Got eight goals in the Champions League and two assists. And numbers-wise, I think he has the same amount of goals in the Premier Saka and three less assists, but four more big chances created, so not necessarily his fault. Mm. But when you think about just the season that Arsenal were having, I think I'd definitely just put Saka in ahead of him. I'd also put it down to kind of the same, not, no, not, not to the same extent as Rashford, but the same kind of like line. It's kind of like the consistency and like during games. I don't know how to describe it. I lost that. I lost that though. I think any other year he still gets into the mm. right wing spot. But then I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years he leaves. Madrid will finally happen, which he's been getting linked with for like three years now. Maybe. I always thought that Salah, similar to what happened to Mane last season, but I think he would do it to a higher level. I think the second Salah loses a yard of pace, he should be converted into a full-time number nine. Yeah, he's just finishing too good. Mm. Well, his numbers as a striker for us are outrageous. Mm. So I think that may be where his future is as well. So that means Saka, but Salah with a very, very honourable mention because any other year he gets in the team. Yeah. And he is still having a decent year. I also think it's still a victim of a victim of your own success. Yeah. Which I think is probably a case for a few players in this team, but oh well. Sometimes you just gotta look at a player's season before and think, oh yeah, they're doing bits this season. Yeah. Because I think Salah's worst season in the Premier scored nineteen Prem goals. Even twelve season with eight games left, so this is mm. probably gonna be his worst Prem season. Alright, so we what was it? We have Allison, mm-hmm. we have Trippier, we have Botman, Gabriel. Zinchenko, then we have Rodri, Odegaard, De Bruyne, Haaland, Saka, Martinelli. Yeah. That is a good team. I mean, obviously, if you actually wanted the team to work, we'd have to change a few things, but it's still good bits. Yeah. I remember when Botman like, was getting linked to... Uh, he was getting linked to... Did he get linked to Liverpool? When we... When we, when yeah. we had, in January, but we had no centre-halves in the season that we came third. Nate Phillips. We, 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 had, we had Nat Phillips and... Reese Williams, a centre back. You know Reese Williams. I found him on FM, FM sixteen or seventeen. I can't remember when it was, and I had him for my Bournemouth save, and I signed him for like two hundred k, and he literally won me the league, and then I sold him for like three mil. The great signing. Yeah. That was yeah. the first I heard of him, and then of course he, he played alright for you. Didn't play too bad. Oh, for for what you what you're getting like, out of a youth yeah, player. He was terrible, but he was like can't really expect much more of him. And, and then, yeah, during that January, when we got linked to Botman, Chalessa, Canate was almost like, okay, we really want him, but can't get him yet, so we just waited until the summer. Mm. Um, and they ended up at Newcastle, so. Yeah, if you could have one player out of that whole Premier League team this season, who would you have? Mine would be Bruno Gamalish. Wait, to Liverpool? Yeah, just, just to your team. One player. Well, I think it has to be a midfielder. Um, probably De Bruyne. As a one-off. Yeah. But if I was to have someone, all things considered, like, put into the squad, last your player now, wouldn't be him because of his age. Mm. It would probably be Rodri. Rodri? Because Fabinho is yeah. just beyond done. Rodri would be good. He's that kind of player who was add on a lot to the field. Yeah. Yeah, either him or 
wide guard is what I would take. Wait, what's the time? 59. Oh, okay. So um, I'll do that in a sec. Yeah, and then I was going to say we should talk about... Oh, there you go. Mm. I was going to say that we could talk about... Um, you should take the pin. The Premier League player season, the young player oh, yeah. season. to the Premier League player of the season. I think there's a couple different alternatives we can go with here. Yeah. I think it comes down to who wins the league for the two players. I do kind of hear it, but at the same time, I just think for me, it is just going to be Haaland. Especially if he, if he breaks the record, especially, it's like, I don't see how it can't not be. But then when you look at previous seasons, they do tend to give bias towards the Premier League Premier League leaders yeah. for example I don't think like last year I don't think Phil Foden should have got a young player oh no yeah no, I, no. I thought Saka should have got it then Saka should have got it well I think maybe that's biased I thought Trent probably should have got it but last year yeah because I think that's Trent's best year ever for me I think that's the best Trent's ever played last mm-hmm. year and he was technically young enough it'd be one of those ones like when Raheem Sterling won it where he started the yeah. season at 23 ended it at 24 so it's like don't really know how he can win it but given that he was eligible I would have given it to him. Yeah. Um, so who would you say was start with the young Premier League player yeah. It's a weird one though because I feel like it will be Saka. If, I don't think it can't, it can't be Saka. It can't, cannot be anyone else but Saka. If Haaland doesn't win the player of the year then I think Haaland should win it. But Haaland for me would win the player of the year so I think Saka should win the young player of the year. Yeah. I feel like there's been so many I don't know. Because I feel like if Saka, if Arsenal win the Premier League, Saka has been a big part of that. And to do it at his age, to have the team on your shoulders, bear in mind, I think he's saved Arsenal like in every season. Yeah, he's been your best. He literally came through at le- left back. I mean, he didn't play there for youth, but he broke through at left back for Arsenal, was behind De Bruyne in assists. I remember yeah. that. I don't know what it was, but he was only, be- only behind De Bruyne in assists at the time. And then he's gone to the wing, worked under what the two managers because he came through under Unai, um, played under Freddie Jumberg for a little bit for like two games. He's just done so well and he just keeps developing more and more. And if Arsenal win the Premier League, it's a lot down to him. Like he's got a lot of goals and assists. But I feel like yeah, Haaland, for a player to come in and do what he's doing again, game. victim of his own success. For like. I feel like if, if he had scored, like, if he was a 20-goal-a-season player and he'd come to the Premier League and then scored however many goals he's scoring, I think he'd easily get it. But because everyone's used to him being this goal-scoring machine, I think everyone kind of expected it. Yeah. In a way. I, think, I think this is his highest goal tally ever, to be fair, in, the prem, in a league season, sorry, either way. Because I think in Dortmund, he had spells that he was out injured and stuff. I don't think he had, because I think he's at 28 now. With eight games left, so he could mm. easily you could easily see him breaking Salah's thirty two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he has to win it, don't he? 
like he has to. But I, I do think if Arsenal win the Premier League, I don't think he'll get. It. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get. Yeah, that. I, I think would, he should, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Saka or Odegaard. Mm. And then Harlem probably comes over the young player of the year if one of them two does. Okay. Now outside, if you have to choose a player outside like the top six for best, actually we'll do top four, like traditional top four. Who do you think has been the best player? Outside of that? Yeah. So the traditional top four being like Arsenal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, we'll just say, we'll just say top, top six. Who's been the best player outside top six? Probably someone from Newcastle. Probably Trippier. But then they're in the top six. Oh, so that's, that's the thing, that's the cheapest outside. outside. Right. It's actually might be quite difficult. I need to look at the league table. Alisson, then. Alisson? Yeah. If we're, if we're outside of six, it's Alisson. What, are you seventh? I may be. But eighth? Yeah, it's Alisson. Up to this point, anyway. Yeah. I actually think Brighton... Oh, you could say Brighton. Brighton are sixth. I'm trying to find a stand-up player. I guess it would be Alisson. Yeah, I think so. The best goalkeeper in the league, technically, is in the top six. So... We'll do a couple ones then because of maybe outside football. of the traditional big six then. Yeah, outside the traditional then, big six. Like Brighton have their standout players of Mitoma, but he was more since Deserve came in. Yeah. Caicedo, McAllister. He's in Newcastle top six. Um Bruno Bumanos. I think he's actually his Newcastle yeah. best player. Mitrovic. He was he off. was, but then he fell off. Palinha. Oh yeah, he, he you know he deserves a shout. Yeah. I think he's amazing. Imagine him at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. He'd, He'd be very good. Madison, from the start of the season, anyway. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Um, There's quite a few, quite a few options there. Tony. Tony. Um, what's his name? I Aisha from Frankfurt. If you actually look at his stats, or even Benmi, both been amazing. Mm. Both been really good. Christopher was really good on FM. Yeah, I remember. Really yeah, he went to Bayern Munich on my saves. <laughs> Um, I don't know who else it would be so uh, there's a few players that like aren't in that conversation but are just really good outside the top six yeah uh, Lavia and Lavia is good would you take him I'd get you take anyone yeah apparently we've, I've, seen, I've seen him like, really solidly linked to us so yeah he's, he's been linked to Arsenal though. I wouldn't be surprised if they got him as like kind of player behind party yeah, it's Jorginho there, I guess, at the minute. Because I, I think... I would be, apparently there's a lot of rumours that Arsenal might sign Casado and Rice. Like, a good amount from good sources. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't know Is it means. a smokescreen? I don't know what that means about Jorginho, though. There's rumours that apparently he might just get sold in six months. There's, like, a mutual understanding that he's coming for this short amount of time just to find someone better. But I feel like that's harsh. It's harsh, because I've been all right. But, like, if you actually want to progress and... Yeah, that makes sense. The one thing with Jorginho, which is the big, big issue, is his speed. Yeah, his mobility is just quite embarrassing. Like, really bad. It's always been pretty bad. I remember that clip from years ago, running back. Yeah, the ref. And the ref run past him. Like, he is extremely slow, but he does help you control the game and whatnot. If you have a lot of the ball, he's fine. I don't know. It's just in those big games where you need someone a bit quick, like Camavinga... Yeah, in the Champions League he'd be my dream player I love Camavinga I was I was uh, when he was 16 and he broke through again the other game against PSG immediately I was like okay right yeah he's great and then when he went to Madrid for like 25 million before that was even a thing I was like why are we not signing yeah, him yeah same same. I was, I, was, I, was, I, was like, I don't get it my album's going why are we not signing him 
and there was no links ever. I didn't understand it whatsoever. Arsenal apparently had him in their list, but I just didn't get him. Yeah, I never saw anything about him going to Liverpool. I didn't get why. Mm. One of them just gone, you would have been perfect. And he'd be starting now. And he'd be at 25 million. I don't know. I wonder if he'd, if he'd leave Real Madrid if it carries on the way it is. I can see it being another Odegaard. A player that's, that's really good that they have there who they just don't use. Goes to another club and amazing. Using the left back recently, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just don't. I just feel like he will leave if it carries on like that. But also, I think Cruz and Modric are probably going to go soon. I think Cruz might retire at the end of the season. And, and, Modric, and Modric is out of contract in the summer at the minute. They haven't signed a new deal. So I think they are though I think they are going to sign a deal but if Cruz especially I think if Cruz goes Camavinga probably just steps into his position I just thought with Real Madrid they'll just sign another person they'll sign an experienced player but apparently they've ruled like out Bellingham. Bellingham I keep seeing that they've ruled out they, can't, they don't want to pay the wages and they're worried about his ability to adapt or something there was rumours again because I remember before it was saying that he didn't want to join Liverpool now there's new ones saying he wants to join Liverpool aren't there yeah to like change his mind every week so I don't know I mean I wouldn't be surprised because doesn't his dad want him to move to Liverpool yeah that's all the things because like, his dad's like basically his agent I think that his dad preferred move would be Liverpool and it's like good for that family as well for his like younger brother because I think they'd sign his younger brother oh, as well I think they? if we sign Bellingham we'll probably sign Job as well yeah, yeah. which is short whatever I don't really care he's, he's, he's doing alright at Berlin I think he's, he's like a young attacking midfielder or something Really can't go wrong with it. Like, if yeah. you, it's like when Chelsea signed Hazard's brothers, I think, as well, just to oh, keep yeah. him happy. And they signed all three. And they signed, yeah, Thorgan, Eden, and like the other one he had. Who, Killian. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he ever. T- well, Thorgan Hazard was decent, to be fair, not for Chelsea, but he turned out decent. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a decent career. I mean, there's been a couple of seasons now he's got better goals and assists than Hazard, yeah. Eden Hazard. But I don't know. I don't know. That was. Good. Oh yeah, so we need to go back to the. Um, a Liverpool game Liverpool-Arsenal what is your prediction? 3-0 Arsenal 3-0 Arsenal yeah, so 3-0 to C 3-0 Arsenal even with your good hand record yeah, the fact that Arsenal haven't won I think this is a game where it's like proper statement like yeah Liverpool finished oh, yeah, I think it is 2013-14 when Arsenal last won at Liverpool mm. Abu Diaby masterclass well saying that as well though, I know I think Thiago's back to start but then I, I think that is one thing I'm quite happy with. I think Klopp actually would just throw him in. Probably, yeah. And that, and that makes me happy because I feel like when you when the players have played that long and they just play, they will tire out or... I don't know. He might play like 60 minutes or something. And Sal- I just look at like Liverpool the other day when you made so many changes, you just look so bad. Salah and Jota weren't in training either. I saw that. Whether that's like just rest or what it is, I don't know. Have you noticed in the last few years, I, I swear this always happens... Your players are injured, and every time that you play Arsenal, they come back. <laughs> yeah. I swear it's happened so many times. Maybe. Similar to when Kante plays against Liverpool, but... but yeah, so I, I think... I think Arsenal will concede. They're not... Although, in big games like this, I don't know, might not. I mean, it depends. Can... Hold, apparently, Holden might not play, Salabon might, but it's, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a weird one. I think even with Holden, I think he gets... I think a lot of fans just crap on them a bit when they shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, Gakpo, Nunes and Salah, if they do play, might score, because they are a good front three. Scored twice to the Emirates with Diaz, Nunes and Salah. I'm going to, you know what? Zinchenko didn't even play that game either, and he's such a big part of Arsenal. I think going into this game, Arsenal will probably, dom- probably dominate more than they did at Emirates. Maybe. 
just because of the players that we have. Tommy Asu didn't play really well that game, to be fair, a left back. You, you don't think he did? No, he did. Oh, yeah, he yeah, did. yeah, he did. He, he kept Salah in his pocket mm. a bit. Salah did nothing, okay. So. Yeah. Um, oh, my heart says, like, 3-0. But I think... My okay. head, actually... You know, I'll go 2-1. Yeah, I was going to say 2-1. I don't like doing 2-1s, because it, it would just make me feel nervous on the day if it actually is 2-1, and there's, like, 10 minutes left. Yeah. Because you just know that Liverpool will just start putting chances in, it'll be unbearable. Yeah, I think 2-1 does make more sense. My heart tells me 3-0 Arsenal, because Klopp might get sacked, but I reckon it will be 2-1 Arsenal, yeah. But then I just think, oh, I don't know, it's such a weird one. Yeah, it's got... Because I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Salah does score. Or for me, no. Yeah, not always scores. He'll try. He'll try. Draw him for me. typically do something. I think Jota will play. I think. I think he will be out. Probably off. The, if he's fit, then he'll probably be off the bench. But I don't know. Maybe three one. I can see a three one happening. Yeah. Especially with like how many goals Arsenal scoring at the moment. Like we're getting a lot of goals. Trust if Trossard doesn't start it, bring him off on the bench. Yeah. I mean, Thiago being back helps, but yeah, he'd probably be off the pace because he hasn't played in ages. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 1-1, one, one, and of all players to come and score, it'd be Smith Rowe. Maybe. I can see that. I can yep. see that yeah, happening. Yeah. And he's starting to, when he comes on now, he's starting to look a little bit more solid. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to say... 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Yeah. I'll go 2-1 two, too, because I can just imagine the stress already. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that wraps up this episode of Switch. Yeah, it's been good. And maybe we'll do another one. We'll see. See how much work experience you've done. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so we'll see you later. Bye. Alright. Nice.